joining me here, crowned in his glory, I'm Kimberly, and we are just so excited today to have you join in on this conversation. And you know, um, I just want to give a little shout out to everybody. Thank you so very much for all of the text, all of the um, Facebook messengers, all of the emails. As we launched this podcast last week, I just, I really just want to say thank you for sharing what the Lord showed you, what He revealed to you, how He encouraged you, and that really encourages my heart. Amen. As I set forth to do this journey with you. Amen. Well, we're going to get right back into our discussion today, and we're going to kind of pick it back up where we um, left off um, at one of our last discussions. And I, I would like to say this, that if you have not had the opportunity to listen to our initial launch week podcast, please um, take the time to go do that. It kind of gives you a little bit about what this is all about and how it came to be and a little bit about me and um, that Crowned in His Glory came really out of my story. So it's really just um, me being able to share with you the goodness of God and my own testimony in what He did for me. And if He will do it for me, He will do it for you, right? Yes, that's right, ladies. He will do it for you because He's done it for me. He's done it for others. And He is a loving Father. He loves His daughters. And He created us, formed us, even even before we were in our mother's womb. He formed us. Amen. He created us. He wanted us to walk in victory and walk in everything that He designed us to walk in. Well, we're going to hop back into the Word. Yeah, I said that Word again. The boys will be laughing at me. But um, we're going to get right back into the Word in Galatians 5. And in this scripture, um, we had talked about the fruit of the Spirit, but I want to just jump back up a few verses in in our text here to begin with. And then we're going to just kind of lay a foundation of what is agape love and how does that affect the fruit of the Spirit in our life? What does it mean for us to walk in the fruit of the Spirit? What does it mean to have that that just those seeds that were placed inside of us at salvation and actually they were God's original intent at our very creation, but of course, sin entered in. And so at the rebirth, it brings us back to the original intent in our relation with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when Jesus comes into our life, we are reborn into a kingdom, the kingdom of God. So we're brought back into that place. And when we're brought back into that place, the fruit of the Spirit are placed on the inside of us and their seats. And we are responsible for tending to the garden of the fruit of the spirit that was placed inside of us. So we have a little bit to play. Actually, we have a lot to play. They were freely given and those seeds were freely planted. So that means we have the, the, the seeds in us, but it's our job to make sure that we're watering 
we're we're watering. How do we water? With the washing of the word of God. We're pruning. We're making sure that we're choosing to to have Holy Spirit deal with us and and we're walking in repentance. That's what that pruning is all about. And and pulling the weeds, making sure that offense does not come into our heart and take root because then it completely chokes out the the good nourishing fruit of the fruit of the spirit in our life. So it definitely is available to us and it was placed inside of us. So everything that we have need of to to walking in in life and in our godliness, our God-given kingdom place, it was placed in us at the new birth. So don't let the enemy tell you that um the fruit of the Spirit is not in you. No, it is in you. And we work daily to develop it. Amen. And keep it. So we're going to go back up to verse 19 here in Galatians 5. The cravings of the self-life, and I'm reading again. I didn't tell you. I'm so sorry. Um, I am reading in the Passion Translation, and it is a paraphrase, but I like this paraphrase in this setting. So Galatians 5, 19, the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Boy, are they. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, uh uh-oh, hatred of those who get in your way, oh, help us, Jesus, Senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums. Oh, boy, that's that's a big one. We got to make sure that we don't let temper tantrums happen in our in our families. I just hear this. This is a little tidbit. Don't allow don't allow arguing in your family. Don't allow it between you and your mate. Don't allow it between you and your children. Don't allow it between your children and your uh, your children. You don't let them um, have have tantrums or strife because then you're opening the door to every evil work. That's just a side note. Okay, so back here to to Galatians five, and it says senseless arguing. Uh oh resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, woo, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behaviors. Hello, Jesus help us. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? We want the kingdom realm in our life, don't we? But here we go again with what we were, were talking about last week. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Love that overflows. Peace that subdues. 
patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. These qualities are supposed to be limitless in our life. So we are to be flowing and functioning and, and just our life comes out of the fruit of the spirit. It, it, they're, they're strong in us. They, they are, they are something that we make sure that we are tending to, that we focus that, that the fruit of the spirit is something that, um, we we focus on we're, we're mindful of it we don't we don't take it lightly we don't excuse away not walking in it and you know i love this um saying and um it comes from pastor mark hankins your enemy the devil does not have any of the fruit of the spirit develop the fruit of the spirit and you will overcome <laughs> Develop the fruit of the spirit and you will overcome. The devil doesn't have the fruit of the spirit, but you do because you're not of this world. You're of the kingdom. You've been brought back into the kingdom, back into his marvelous light and the light that it was placed by Jesus in you. You walk in. Amen. Hallelujah. It flows. It flows. It flows. It flows. So I want to I want to look at this also in another translation. And I'm not going to go all the way back to the to the other verses, but I just want to tap into uh, for time's sake, chapter five, verse 22. And this is actually in the mirror paraphrase. I don't know if 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 you don't have one. Um, it's worth it. It's not the whole Bible. That's why it's a paraphrase. It's just a portion. But I really enjoy it because it just makes me think about just am I looking in the mirror and is this what I'm seeing? <laughs> Amen. Okay, so 522 in Galatians in the mirror translation, your spirit effortlessly bears the rich harvest of love. Whoo, hallelujah. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, integrity, gentleness, and self-control. All these individually reveal their irresistible uh, attraction of the inner life of our design. Wow. Did you hear that? Your spirit bears harvest of love. That means there is much that is coming out of that seed of divine love that was placed inside of you. And you, everything your life flows out of that. And that is a choice. We make that as a choice. We can choose to love or we can choose to walk in the ways of the world and in ourself. Amen. Now, in the mirror translation, there is like these little footnotes um, that are after each verse. And this one, I really like what it says. It says, they are not fading 
fragile emotions produced by willpower. Now, see, we're talking about the fruit of the spirit and the inner life, the inner life that we have. <clears throat> the inner life, it, it, these things, they are not fading, fading, fragile emotions produced by willpower. So in other words, they're not something that we can just will our way into. No, they were seeds that were planted in the very tree of new birth. And we must develop and allow the word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit to nurture those, to grow those. So it is something that we have to, we have to play a part in it. It's not something that we can just will it like, okay, well, I, I'll, I'll, I will that this be done. No, we have to know that the seed is in us. And then we have to make the decision that we are going to tend that garden of the seed. This is the fruit of what you know in your spirit to be true about you. That's what we're talking about. The fruit, the harvest. This is the fruit of what you know in your spirit to be true about you. Hallelujah. So we have to believe it. You know, um, I remember one of the things that that Brother Hagen taught us at, at school. And I'm so grateful for the heritage of faith. You know, Mark and I both went to Rama Bible Training College, and I'm so thankful for the very foundation. In fact, Mark was one of the last years of class that got Brother Hagen full-time in faith library. And my, my class got him, I got him some, but not all the time because he started traveling again. But, you know, one of the things that he would say, and, and it, it bears repeating here because when we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit and we're looking at them coming into manifesta- manifestation, full fruit in our life, <clears throat> you know, we have to receive the love of God by faith. We have to know that we are responding back to Him. You know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. Well, because He gave, we receive. And so we receive Him by faith. But faith works by love. And in that process, faith does not deny things. Faith actually changes things. So when we're looking at these fruit in our life, we must realize that faith us believing we receive is going to then help us walk in love to produce the harvest. Amen. We're going to produce the harvest as we walk in love. I hope that makes sense because it means that when we have a situation and we don't feel self-control, because you know that's one of them. We don't feel self-control. We look at that and say, say, no, faith doesn't deny that this is how I'm feeling, but faith changes how I'm feeling. <laughs> Amen. You know, maybe you're one that your patients, you know, your kids have have just put you to a place of stretching your patients till you think they're going to pop. Well, faith doesn't deny 
that actual emotion, but that, but faith takes that emotion. It takes that, that trouble, that circumstance, that thing that is not lining up with the word of God and faith takes it and it changes it. It looks at it. it, I like to say it this way. And this is what I told the boys many times, um, as they were growing up, you know, just because you're faced with the situation doesn't mean that, you know, you just want it to go away. So you don't, you don't face it. No, when a situation comes, you face it head on and you take the faith that is in you and you work that faith, you release that faith, you allow the spirit of God to work in you to correct maybe what may need to be corrected or just stand when you need to stand, whatever it may be, faith then works to change things. So if you're not seeing one of these fruit in your life, just know faith will look at that and it'll change it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's an encouragement for somebody. Maybe you don't feel like you, (laughs) maybe when I read those, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know any of these. I don't, you know, they're not active in my life right now. Well, today can be a change. And by faith, you can declare, I walk in the fruit of the spirit that I was given at my new birth, and it is being developed in me daily. Now, when you say that, be prepared, be prepared, because then the working of those things, um, hallelujah, That means there's tests that come along with the workings of it. (laughs) So just know that. Heads up, heads up. Okay, so back to the the last part of this, this footnote. It says, fruit is the effortless, spontaneous expression of the character of the tree. Amen? Our tree is good. Our fruit of the spirit tree is working. It's growing. It's bearing much fruit. Rest in the awareness and assurance of who you really are. Now, I'm going to read this whole um, side note again, just all at once. They are not fading, fragile emotions produced by willpower. This is the fruit of what you know in your spirit to be true about you. Fruit is the effortless, spontaneous expression of the character of the tree. Rest in the awareness and assurance of who you really are. Because you really are one who has been given the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Now, with that um, being said, I want to just kind of do a little bit more of a study of what is agape love in our time left here. So agape love is unconditional love. That could be a definition. Um, Another definition that it could be is the highest form of love, what some would say charity. Um, Another definition could be the love of God for man or the love that man has for God. Um, now, this is a contrast for brotherly love or phileo love. Um, 
It's an unconditional love that transcends and persists regardless of circumstance. So agape love is just that. It's unconditional love that transcends and persists regardless of any kind of circumstance that is it's faced with. You know, according to 1 Timothy, it comes out of a pure heart. Okay, so um, it is good. Um, it's it, it's good conscious, you know. So, like when you are dealing with this situation, you come at it from the full heart of you know. You're you're very conscious of that pure heart. You're you're conscious of unconditional love. You're conscious of choosing love and God's love. So when you, when you're dealing with a situation, that's where that flows out of. That situation it 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 encounters the very love that's on the inside of you. It goes beyond just the emotions to the extent of seeking the best for others. Okay? So it's not just emotional No, um, in fact, an emotional, the emotional love, quote unquote, um, is Eros, which that is sensual or romantic or, um, you know, it's not pure. Okay. And you may say, but, but romantic love, I, I, that is pure love. Well, that is fleshly love. That is not agape love. Agape love is something that is unconditional love. Um, It also is not the phileo love, which is brotherly love or friendship kind of love. Um, It's not storage, which is um, love between family members. Okay. So I hope this is all making sense because I'm just really trying to hit these highlights so that you have a real quick understanding. In fact, I would encourage you Get a good um, Bible app, get a good commentary, Um, not just necessarily Googling things, because if you can get yourself a good commentary, Strong's Concordance um, is a really good one because it's paper and it's something that you can actually look things up. You can online and there's good programs online too. Um, Legos um, Bible software, that's another good one that's got several things, but Take this and study it out for yourself. What is true agape love? And what does it look like for me? And what does it look like from where I am walking right now? If I were to put a target on agape love and I were going to press towards that target, I, I, I was going to look at the bullseye of that target and I was going to say, that's where I'm going to walk every day. That is my goal. That is what I'm pressing to aim to hit every single minute of every day. And you go, wow, can I do that? Yes, you can. You can. It's learning to live in the spirit instead of living in the flesh. And that is a work. It's a constant work. It's a constant renewing of your mind. It's a constant being aware of his presence. It's a constant yielding to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, study these things out. Look at this. Dig into it. Um, 
and I'm going to take these a couple of these fruits of the Spirit, and we're going to talk about each one of them in upcoming discussions. So look for those, and you know, really study this out for yourself, Amen. Because that's what I I want to stir you to do. I want you to to reach for the Word of God and ask Holy Spirit, okay. Holy Spirit, I, I, here I am. Let's read the word. Show me what the word says. And believe me, he will. And as as you study the word, you're going to see the truth of the Father being revealed and you becoming walking in the true daughter of the Most High, walking in the place and the position, the godly woman that He created you to be, the godly teenage girl that He created you to be, the godly young lady that He created you and He is forming you to be, because that's that's what the Word does. It forms us. It transforms us. Amen. Back to the very foundation of God's design for us, the very blueprint of heaven. Amen. So um, let's look at what love kind of involves. It involves faithfulness, commitment, an act of the will. So in other words, we choose love. Um, is distinguished from the other types of love, which we've already talked about a little bit. I went into some of that, but I just want to remind you that it is very much distinguished from all the others, okay? Strong character. That can be a very much a characteristic of agape love. Now, it's not a feeling. It's a motivation for action. So, Again, I've said this, but I'm just kind of reiterating it a little bit. When you choose agape love over anything else, you are choosing it over your feelings. Um, You're choosing it over, you know, someone else's reaction and what they're going to do. You don't choose love or agape love, expecting something in return. No, you choose agape love to give, expecting nothing in return because you're freely giving that agape love because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. Freely he gave. Amen. So then um, let's look at it. it sh- you can choose. You can choose that... Um, Agape is sacrificial love that um, suffers voluntarily. Oh, boy. Do we have anybody that wants to suffer voluntarily in this time and and age disposition? Do we have anyone that wants to suffer long voluntarily in this time, in this the time that we live in? No. Everybody wants to have it their way, right? (laughs) 
You can go through a drive-thru and have it your way. You can go to um, a restaurant and have it your way. You can go to um, Walmart and have it your way. You can, anywhere, it's always about your way. Well, you know, it's interesting because if you ever go to another nation, one of the things that um, our boys got really excited about was when you are in France, if you go to eat anywhere, you are one that sit down, they give you a menu, and they tell you exactly what that meal is going to look like. And with that, you can't change it. You Because if you change it, that's an insult to the to the chef. So here in America, that's something that we um, are kind of expectant of. We can have it just the way we want it. Well, not everywhere can we have it just the way we want it. And with the kingdom of God, with agape, we should want to make sure that we have it God's way. Amen. So agape, it it is sacrificial love. Um, it voluntarily is inconvenienced. Um, it will have discomfort that will be involved sometimes. And it will even make a choice to give your whole life and sacrifice your life for someone else. You know, again, when we were in France, one of the the great studies that we did, not only before we went, but when we were over there, because it, it was it was the revelation, it was the story that that impacted our family probably one of the most ways about that nation was the story of the Moravians. And the Moravians were missionaries, and they were missionaries that actually sold themselves into slavery. They gave up everything, their lives, their family, everything. And they knew that by giving all that up and choosing to be sold into slavery, that they their life was basically over for them. There was suffering that was coming. They were going to be inconvenienced and discomfort was going to come. And it may even cost them their life. But they were willing to do that. And why were they willing to do that? They were willing to do that because of the gospel, because they knew that for the people that needed to be reached, for for the kingdom of God to go forth, they knew that they had to give their life because there was no other way for the kingdom of the gospel, the kingdom of light to come to these people. And so they did that very thing. And so are we willing today to do that? Or are we just walking around getting irritated because we're not having it our way? You know, are we... Are we instilling in our kids to have some kind of a sacrificial love in our home? Or is it that they think that they get they get get what they want, how they want it every single time? You know, we got to make sure that we are teaching and training the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that 
what agape love is, because we've had so much focus on selfish love, selfish desires, what I want, how I want, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that we should not be aware of things, but I'm saying, are we choosing God's love over fleshly love? And I sure hope we are choosing God's love because he first loved us so we can choose to walk as the example of our elder brother, Jesus, when he gave his life for us to completely redeem us and get us back, purchase us back with his death, with his sacrifice, man, are we willing to just be a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit inconvenienced? Food for thought, food for thought. Well, I want to finish up with um, one more little, um, because I've not gotten all the way through all of this, but I want to... I want to finish up with one more scripture and another good scripture that you can go and just study out for yourself. Another chapter is first Corinthians chapter 13. And I would encourage you look at it from many translations, go and look and see. Um, And, and what I want to finish up with today is this, that when Jesus came into our hearts, And seeds were placed, the fruit of the Spirit, seeds were placed inside of us. This is what truly takes place. And I want to, I want to end with, um, let me find the very verse. Okay. So it's Romans 5, 5. And I'm going to read it through a couple of different, um, translations, paraphrases. And, and so we're going to just look at a couple of these as we wrap up our time today. So Romans 5, 5, and hope makes not ashamed. What does that mean? I mean, really look at that. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. Okay, it's given unto us and it's been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Again, Romans 5, 5, and hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. It's been given unto us and it's been shed abroad in our heart. That love, the very love of our father. Amen. Okay, so here's a couple of other um, ways that this is, is said. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom we have received. It's been poured. That means a lot of it. You know, when you pour something, it's not just a drop, right? Even if it's maybe a couple of tablespoons, that's more than a drop. But when when I read this, when I see this, I think, oh, man, I think of a whole bucket being poured out. Amen. So um, let's see another translation here. The love of God has filled our hearts. God's love has flooded our hearts. That's another version. 
Um, let's see. God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Here's another one. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts and still floods them. So that's part of continually being filled, continually choosing love with the help of the Holy Spirit. It's continually poured out in our hearts and it is still flooding them even now. And here's one of the last ones that I just want to reach out and, and speak today. For the love of God has, through the Holy Spirit, which was given us, flooded our hearts. That's actually kind of like the other translate the one of the other translations that I read earlier. Um there was one more. Let me see if I can find it here. Um Okay, the TLB we are able to hold our heads high no matter what happens and know that all is well because God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Now, I want to just end today and our conversation with just that, that the Holy Spirit has filled our hearts with his love. So, Father, we thank you for your love being shed abroad in our hearts today. May each and every one of us know this in a great and a special way. May you completely enlarge our capacity to receive all of the agape love that you have given us and may our hearts be able to enlarge for that agape love to flow through and for us to minister it to others. Well, thanks for joining me today. Hope you enjoyed this time. And until next, you're blessed.